Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. Uh, so, according to President Trump, it sounds like we're all going to be hanging around our houses for another 30 days. I have a feeling at two weeks, I think most women could get by without the hairdresser appointments and the nail appointments and all that. But six weeks or perhaps more, I have a feeling we may not be seeing quite as many posts on uh, social media and other things from women just because they can't get their beauty taken care of. Um, I have heard in some places that they're not delivering, uh, that only essential items are being shipped or stocked, so they may not even be able to get stuff to do their hair and everything else. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Let's get recording. We'll get right into the stories. I've got quite a few of them. I had more, but the power went out here because the wind is blowing like something crazy, and I lost half half of the web pages I had pulled up. So we'll go through what I've got here, and, and then we'll get on to the main story. So, you know, again, we talk a little bit about Hollywood wanting to reach out and uh, make sure that they're in the center of the spotlight. I have nothing against Jack Black, but um, as you can see here, Jack is uh, decided to dance around in cowboy boots in what looks like, I don't know, spandex underwear and a cowboy hat to try to stay relevant. I have nothing against him, really. But again, it's just like, dude, can, can Hollywood not just take a break for a couple of weeks, man, enjoy your time in your palatial mansions Without the world bothering you, you can't work, you can relax, maybe take some vacation, sitting on your mounds of million-dollar bales of money, um, and and maybe not worry about being relevant. We have the same thing here from uh, Kim Kardashian, is going to be interviewed on The View to discuss how her family is managing while social distancing, because, you know, it's hard to manage while you're a millionaire in a palatial palace. John Krasinski, uh, he launches some good news YouTube channel. Um, Nothing against this. He's from The the Office, and his first interview, I forget who he had on, uh, was someone from The Office. Uh, But whole point is a lot of the late-night TV uh, hosts are moving to do things on YouTube because, again, I guess they want to try to stay relevant. And in front of people's faces, his first video, I think he got like 8 million views. So... Uh, It's kind of interesting, but if you watch all of them, they're poorly produced, poorly lit, poor microphones, because they're just used to having huge staves of people to help them with uh, this kind of thing, and they all are not very good at it, but they're coming over to get that attention. Um, Here's the one person I'll say, if you want to go out and try to get some some attention for something, here's how you do it. Uh, This is Goodnight with Dolly, Dolly Parton, who's a country singer. She is to read bedtime stories to kids online. And also the book company that she's doing it with, the program has donated more than 100 million books in five countries since it started in 1995. And so she's going to read every Thursday night, Good Night with Dolly. She's going to have a little thing where she reads stories to, to kids. Look, if that's your way to get attention, I'll give you this much at least. It's a good cause. And I... She hasn't been in the news much, so it doesn't feel like an attention grab to me. But if you're going to do something, you know, doing something for the positive like this, I'm at least down with. Uh, Next stories. So here we are with, obviously, we're all in in lockdown. We're all sequestered away. And uh, the, the China has decided to reopen their wet markets. As new cases of the bug continue to decline in China, thousands of people have started to flood back into the controversial wet markets across the country. 
They say uh, thousands of people have started to flood black, what I just read, uh, with uh, bats, rabbits, dogs, and cats still on offer despite the outbreak. As new cases of the bug continue to decline, thousands of more people have started to flood. They just said the same sentence twice. Good job, copy editors. The city, um, which has been considered ground zero for the bug, has started to reopen. Gee, okay, five sentences in a row, the same thing. Copy editing. A number of animals, including bats and highly endangered pangolin, have been identified as possible culprits for the bug, and so on and on and on. But the whole point is that here, the so the SARS, SARS, right, that happened because of this. They now think some of the others, um, going back all the way back to the 1918 um, one, were started from the markets in China. And here they go, not only, what, two months after having all this started, and they're right back with the markets that started all this, open again with all the weird friggin' food. Congratulations. You know, all we'd need is a second variant to come behind the first one and, you know, just absolutely decimate everyone. Uh, the Dutch are having a lot of problems. Apparently, Dutch doctors ask the elderly to choose vents, ventilation, or let the bug run its course on them. They're running low enough on their hospital space now that they're having um, to, in order to uh, to keep from overwhelming hospitals, or no, in order to, yeah, in order to avoid overwhelming hospitals, national health authorities appear to have invited doctors to contact Dutch seniors and present them with two choices, long ventilation or letting the bug run its course. In short, we're faced with a sort of natural selection masked by selective euthanasia. So basically, it's kind of like, sorry, you're too old. We need to give it to the young people. Let me give you a sedative to make this easy. Um, This is really, really concerning. I know that in, in Italy, they had the same thing going and they had the age initially set at 75, then it went down to 70, then it went down to 65 as things continue to uh, get more and more people out. They keep lowering the age. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I, let's hope it gets corrected, obviously, uh, soon because this is very concerning. Um, here we have the, uh, in, in, uh, in the CCP, I'm just going to use CCP because if you say the other words too many times, they get you. Uh, they say incinerators have been running around the clock and the skepticism of the CCP, CCP official toll from the bug continue to grow even among residents of the province where the bug is believed to have originated. They've officially reported 3,308 uh, fatalities from the bug, but um, according to more recent, they're, they've actually passed out several more thousand urns on top of this. So they believe that the numbers may be misrepresented by several, several factor, as many as 40 factor. Um, so things not looking great over there. Um, this is a story that, that kind of really ticked me off. And I'd read, I had read the second story about the daycare provider, but um, this just really, really bugs me how this is how much we're supporting uh, women's causes in there, so on and so forth. There's a, if you read the top here, it says 12-year-old boy appears in court on a felony charge for selling CDs at a mall. And down below, a daycare provider who hanged a kid in her basement given probation. This is not the type of this is not the type of society I want to live in. 
But again, it just shows you how how she you know she says she was she had traumatic events and this that and I was so upset and and it was because somebody treated me poorly that I did this to someone else and they said oh okay well in that case no problem you're forgiven. Uh, this is the hardest story of the night. This is the tough story, not really, but ESPN Kirk uh, uh, Herbstreit says he would be shocked if there was an NFL or college football season in 2020. To me, that's disappointing. I love my my football. It is my favorite sport. For for those of you across the pond uh, or across the the ocean, there, um, you may be out of a different type of football, but football as well. So we may not be getting our seasonal sports. That really bums me out. So um, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But uh, so much for football season, it looks like, because they won't even be able to go to pre-practice. Um, so a captain of an aircraft carrier with growing bug outbreak pleads for help from the Navy. Uh, so this is an aircraft uh, carrier, I, yes, which is the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Apparently they've gotten the bug on board and it is running rampant and they can't distance themselves, obviously, because they're on a ship and they're having a really hard time. Um, they go on to say that a lot of the crew is getting pretty sick and they're pretty concerned, so they're looking for a safe place to dock I think back here in the States and seeing if they can disembark and get the sailors the help that they need. So it looks like it's affecting many things. Uh, the World Health Organization, who, I say who, the World Health Organization says video game addiction is officially considered a mental health disorder. That was August 9th at 2019, written by Mike Snyder. Going forward, Mike Snyder writes as of March 29th, who says play video games as a healthy social pastime during the bug outbreak? So first they say it's bad, then they say it's good. Same same organization, same newspaper, USA Today, same writer. And then people say, why don't you believe news media? Why don't you believe what the media is reporting? Because you have the same organization telling the same paper and the same writer two different things. It's like they forget their own BS. And, they, and sometimes they do it days apart. So there's no wonder why people aren't really listening to the media much anymore. Warner Brothers is considering reducing Amber Heard's appearance in Aquaman in, amid the case that Johnny Depp brought against her, or they're also looking to remove her. They haven't decided yet. Warner Brothers is reportedly considering reducing Amber Heard's screen time in the upcoming Aquaman movie amid her defamation case. According to sources... The production company is thinking about removing her character Mira from Aquaman 2 completely. And they're also, again, thinking about reducing her screen time. Now, this is coming from We Got This Covered, which isn't necessarily the most reliable news source. But they said that they've heard that she may also be replaced by the Game of Thrones star, Emilia Clark. Uh, but nothing has been finalized. Um, even if nothing's official, just that this is, in fact, the rumor mill in the rumor mill and has been picked up by a few different uh, um, articles online, I find is maybe hopeful. So, you know, let's see if they actually go through with it. It's interesting that they're looking at it. Uh, so we talk a lot about men stepping up, and this is kind of the theme of my video here today, is when the going gets tough, the tough step up or the tough step out, right? And I think we're going to see more and more guys stepping up and being good role models and good providers. And I think the appreciation is going to come back from that. Again, the times of being able to complain about guys, I think is over because people are either not listening or they see when things get in a pinch, 
they kind of find themselves coming back to rely on guys and strong people and strong men. This is a woman that, uh, if you watched my video from yesterday, I was talking about the 85-year-old doctor who came out of retirement and he said, look, you know, you don't become a doctor unless you're willing to take those risks. I'm here to to provide my, my care. And if you can't do that, maybe you shouldn't be a doctor. That's what an 85-year-old gentleman says. Here we have a woman uh, story from a woman who's a nurse. And I wanted to read this because it's kind of the opposite side of the coin um, to say, hey, what if you're not cut out for this? She says, I broke down and cried today. I cried of exhaustion, of defeat, because after four years of being an ER nurse, I suddenly feel like I know nothing because my face hurts after wearing a mask for 13 effing hours, which happens to be the same N95 mask I wore yesterday for 12 and a half hours and the same one from all last week. You know who wasn't complaining about that? The 85-year-old doctor that's doing the same thing as you, a young, healthy woman, was doing. He didn't complain. He's at a lot more risk than you. I guess it just says who has the character and who has the beans to step up and stay strong, doesn't it? I don't know how many, she continues on, I don't know how many times I've heard this statement, but this is what you signed up for. Just no. I signed up to take care of sick patients, yes. I did not sign up to be unprotected by their sickness, although my hospital is busting their butts trying to protect us. I did not sign up to be yelled at by angry patients because our government failed to be prepared. Interesting. It's always someone else's fault, isn't it? It's always someone else's fault. I did not sign up to risk mine and my family's health and safety because people want to go on their vacations after they said not to. Now, I, I agree with that, that people are doing stupid things, but hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. In your case, you signed up to take care of people. Now, what if someone's dumb and doesn't wear a motorcycle helmet and they get in an accident and they crack their head open? Do you not work on them because they didn't wear a helmet? Or do you say, well, he's not very bright, but let's see if we can get him back on his or her, get them back on their feet, and maybe they'll live another day to learn to wear a helmet. That would be the more compassionate thing and maybe the less selfish thing, don't you think? As uh, an ER nurse in New York City passed today of the bug, he was in his 40s and had very mild asthma. That's it. This is not a tall tale. This is just the real risk. I have to go in every patient's room and in the back of my mind think, "Is uh, this could be the patient that gets me sick, that ends me. This could be the patient that gives me the bug I bring home to my children or asthmatic husband. This is my new reality, but this is only the beginning. We have, haven't even scratched the surface of the impact of what this illness is going to make on our country, and I'm scared. And those are the key words, and I'm scared. Now, all her fears are justified. But if you guys, you know, many, many videos ago, I said there was a doctor who was a man who was in a very same situation where he had to go in and help patients all day long. What did he do? He moved his items, even though he had a family and kids and a wife and a house, he moved all his stuff out into the garage, took his laptop out there, probably took a TV out there, set up a cot. He'd come home from work. He'd shower in their guest bath, um, which I think was attached to the back of the house, out of the way of everybody else. And then he'd stay in the garage, sleeping in his garage until he went to work the next day. That's manning up, that's stepping up, that's protecting your family, but still doing the job that you signed on to do. In this case, 
she's blaming everybody else and saying that she's scared and it's okay to be scared. But but to to blame other people, just say, hey, maybe I wasn't, I, I signed up to do ER stuff. I didn't know I'd be doing this kind of thing. And, and it's kind of changing my mind. At least, at least be honest with yourself. Be honest to how you feel. And I would not be surprised to see more medical practitioners uh, quit. And I'm not just saying one, you know, men or women, I'm not picking on one or the other. I'm just saying in general, if they're not ready to step up, they may be stepping out. And I think we could see that some people walk away. Now, whether they try to return at some point after this all passes, I don't know. But we may see some people uh, kind of tapping out over this. Uh, so this was a, a great story. This is from the Express. Um, I've seen this in a couple of different online uh, journals. So I don't know if this is necessarily true or not. I'm not from the UK, so I don't know what is a believable um, uh I'd say magazine or, or, but I, I don't know who is a believable journalist or a news outlet or not. So I don't know if this is, if this is legit, but this is, I saw them on three or four different websites saying this. Meghan Markle is terrified as Duchess and Harry face financial nightmare over Megxit. So we, we talked, I had very, very many videos ago about, uh, um, about Meghan Markle convincing Prince Harry to leave the family behind. They were going to come over to the States and make it big. And I said, she's used to spending way too much money. That, that If he leaves the family and all that money behind, he doesn't have a job. They're going to run out of money in no time. Well, no time apparently is about two months, maybe three. It says uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are running out of funding after repaying the costs for the multi-million pound refurbishment of their Frogmore Cottage home, sparking concerns for the future of the Duchess of Sussex, a royal insider has claimed. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry agreed to pay back the money spent for the refurbishment. You just said that sentence already. Lazy writers. As part of their bid for independence from the royal family, the Duke and Duchess Megan last week was confirmed to have struck up a deal with Disney to narrate the latest documentary, Elephant, but the Duchess donated the money as the project was filmed before she and Harry announced their departure from the family. Royal Insider claimed she's terrified because the financial pressure they are now under and suggested the Duchess has ordered Prince Harry to find a job. Now, what happens if the man, without money, can't find a job, he's done. We know this time and time and time again. Speaking to U.S. tabloid National Enquirer, the anonymous source said, uh, the debt is a blow to their ambitious plan to become freewheeling billionaires in the world. Megan is terrified that her dreams of being a Hollywood queen will be destroyed by this financial nightmare, and she is insisting that Harry make a move and resolve the crisis. So she causes the problems by telling them, hey, let's leave, let's, let's go, I'm done with this. Let's be independent. He says, okay. And now that that's over, she says, hey, it's, you need to fix this. She puts it right back on, on him. The insider, however, noted the lack of previous working experience could make the search for a new job difficult for the Duke. The big problem is Harry has no marketable skill. He's never even had a real job. Their marriage is tense. They could be at a breaking point. And if they do end up going their separate ways in the next couple of months because of financial problems, I have one word for you. Shocking. We knew this would happen. We knew this would happen. 
She wants it her way. He agrees because he doesn't stand up for himself. Things go bad. She blames him for not being able to fix it. She leaves because he doesn't have any money and it's his fault. Watch, 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 watch. We got a couple more months. I think it'll happen. <clears throat> All right. Talking now about the main story of hard times bring good men and, and masculinity coming back and men stepping up to the plate. Uh, this story here, a 12-year-old girl was having difficulty with her math homework during the lockdown. She emailed her teacher for help. He came over, brought his whiteboard, and taught her through the window. That is awesome. Okay, and they show a picture here of here of uh, of her looking through the front door of the glass to him out in the driveway with a whiteboard set up and him drawing stuff and talking through the door. That, my friends, is a man. That's stepping it up. That's doing it right. We don't have many male educators anymore. It's only about fifteen percent. Uh, but the fact that he went out of his way to do this is amazing. And he's, you know, he's on lockdown. He probably had nothing else to do. But nonetheless, he stepped up to help somebody else because he cares. And that's what strong men do. Next story. Uh, a doctor pull, was pulled over for speeding. The trooper gave her N95 masks instead of a ticket. A doctor was pulled over for the speeding. For speeding was shocked when the Minnesota state trooper who stopped her gave her his small stash of masks instead of a ticket. Uh, the cardiologist was working with a, uh, a with one of the bug units, was pulled over on March 21st, but was soon moved to tears by the trooper's generosity. Um, Janua wrote on Facebook that when she handed the trooper her driver's license, he asked what she was doing way out in Minnesota. She told him she was here every month for my work at a as a locum's cardiologist. She said the trooper then returned to his patrol car to run her license, and when he returned to give her a firm lecture about speeding and taking up resources if she were in an accident and wouldn't be able to help patients. Feeling thoroughly chastised, I waited for him to write me a ticket. Instead, he told me he was just going to let me off with a warning. As I sputtered to apologize and say thank you, he reached in to hand me what I assumed was my license back. It wasn't until my hand closed around what he was giving me that its unexpected bulkiness drew my eyes to it. She said the trooper gave her five masks from the supply he had to protect himself. She said she burst into tears and believed the trooper teared up as well. Like all healthcare workers and emergency responders around the world, I have felt afraid of not having adequate protective equipment, and in my darkest moments, I have worried about what would happen if I fell sick far from home. This complete stranger who owed me nothing is more on the front lines than I am. She uh, shared his precious masks with me without my even asking. Uh, Juan uh, Janwa, I guess that's how you pronounce it, thanked the trooper Brian Schwartz in her post and on CNN with Anderson Cooper. I think we're all just hanging on to something that makes us feel safe, she said on CNN. Somehow for Americans, that something has become a mask and toilet paper. The trooper, uh, his act of kindness became my something. And uh, they continue on and, and just covered a little bit more. But again, you know, here's a, a trooper that understands her situation and even at his risk, knowing that she was at greater risk, he stepped forward. Now, you might say, hey, he's being a white knight or he's whatever. You, you know, normally I, I would probably agree with you, except he gets nothing out of this. But understanding that she, the odds of her contacting someone with a bug was far greater than him. And he understand the situation that she was in and that she might actually save a life and he didn't. That's the way I assume that he looked at it. But he gave a, gave her at least a few masks. 
enough to get her by a few other days. And you can see now the stories that used to be, you know, making fun of men and making fun of the patriarchy and strong man and masculinity is bad and everything else. Those narratives are coming back around. And now all of a sudden it's about men stepping up and doing good things for others. And I'm hoping that enough of those stories start coming out that they they get a little bit of momentum to where when somebody writes a, a counter narrative to that and tries poking fun at men again, I hope that they're they're shut down and called out for being kind of hateful because I, I think that's where, I hope that's where we're headed. I like to stay optimistic about that. And lastly, about good men doing good things. Um, you know, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds did donate quite a bit of money uh, for various causes here recently because of everything. But uh, this Lindsay Katai, who's not a blue check mark, she's just a random person on, on Twitter, um, left this message. She said, I, ju I just got a voicemail from actor Ryan Reynolds to let me know that he hopes I stay safe and that I can have unlimited data with my phone plan through my quarantine. Because, as it turns out, he owns my cell phone service provider. And it says the story down below, actor Ryan, actor Ryan Reynolds bought a wireless carrier and etc etc and I looked this up Mint Mobile is owned by him and it appears he's given out free data to everyone during this problem time that he will make sure that they're covered so they don't have to worry about their bill going up they can surf the web they can enjoy their music they can watch movies and they can just have one less stress on your plate that's a gr I think that's absolutely great and I think that will mean more to everyday citizens than giving X amount of dollars to X charity or something out there. This is more visceral. It effect, directly affects the people that are involved with this. And so I say hats off to Ryan Reynolds for this. So, you know, the big thing I wanted to talk about tonight, and again, I had to replace some of these stories because I just couldn't find the ones that I was, uh, I, I found a lot of them, but not all of the ones that I wanted to talk about, is that hard times, you know, that hard times are, are bringing forth those strong men. And I think those strong men are going to be appreciated. They're going to be, um, people are going to be grateful. They're going to see that all this crap being spouted about guys is, is not true, um, at least for the vast majority of men, and that men still have the capacity to do the right things. And it's not necessarily the right things for a woman. It's not the right things to try to get lucky. It's not the right things to try to get a date. It's doing the right things because it's right because it betters society, because it makes things easier for the world. You know, men never did laundry, but it was a man that d developed the first automatic washing machine. It was the man that developed the dryer. You know, there's lots of things that men never really uh, had to do around the home. They didn't have to iron clothing. I mean, we're going way back to when men didn't do those things. Those were domestic chores. But what did they do? They came out with the electric iron. Instead of having to set the big metal iron on top of a stove to heat up and then cool it with water and try to iron out clothes, they came up with the electric iron. They came out with the hair dryer for their wife's hair. They came out for washing machines and dryers and curling irons. And all these inventions were inventions by men to make the lives of the women they loved better. I think that that hopefully, and I, I, I flip between I think and I hope, but I, I hope that people are seeing the positive things that men do bring to the table, and this creates a little bit of a wave that carries through. Whether it will or not, time will only tell. But I at least applaud a lot of these guys for stepping up that, that can continue to do something for the cause of society, even in the adversity of sometimes being called names and having things flung at them. 
Um, in my case, I might have just said, uh, I'm escaping, I'm tapping out, I'm heading to the hills. But bravo to these guys that continue to, to put forth the good fight. Guys, if you'd like to support my work, links are below. Thank you very much for all of you that have. And uh, as always, the best way to support my work, like, comment, and share. Those likes mean the most. That gets my 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 uh, my videos suggested to more people, which means maybe we can spread some some good manosphere words out there. Guys, I will leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I'm Joker. And remember, men built the society for everyone, not just men. And so let's hope that society recognizes what we bring and what we offer and maybe appreciates us for our efforts. <music> Thank you.